The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In this new month of April, the second quarter of the year, Lord, we are grateful for how good you have been to us. You've kept us from the beginning of this year up until now, from the beginning of our lives up until this very moment. And we know you have good things in store for us. Lord, we ask as we gather at your feet this morning to hear your word preached and taught to us, send your word again to us. Empower us, enable us, strengthen us from within. Help us to see solutions all around us, not just problems and negative things. Help us to see the answers to all the questions that is rising up everywhere all over the world right now. And help us to live that life you have called us to live. We give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Touch us one and all, wherever we may be this morning, in our various homes, on our various devices, all over the world, wherever we are streaming this service from. Lord, touch each and every person, even as your word comes this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Glory be to God. I want to welcome everyone again um, that is connected to us in this service. Whether you're on Instagram, IG family, you're welcome. It's good to have you or every other person on all the other platforms from wherever you are. You are welcome. And I really want to encourage you again in this season. God is with you. You are not alone. You are not an orphan. You have a heavenly father. Hallelujah. And like I said last week, God saw this crisis coming. Even if you are not prepared for the crisis, even if you are not ready, even if it caught you off guard, you can be sure it did not catch God off guard. And God being the responsible father he is, he has made a plan for you. And one of the things we are studying and what we are teaching is that, look, God has provided solutions. And all you have to do is to look at the right places. We're going to continue um, in the vein of that teaching. We, we, we taught last month about the Holy Spirit being our solutions provider. And in the series last week, we emphasized the indwelling presence of the Spirit in the life of the believer. At the moment you got born again, the Spirit of God, in all of His wisdom, in all of His power, in all of His might, in all of His glory, moved in. And Jesus referred to Him as the Paracletos, um, another of my kind, that will help you through everything in life. But then we also said there are two parts to this teaching, and that's what we want to start focusing on from today in this new month, um, in this resurrection season, this Easter season. So because you have the Holy Spirit within you as a believer, that has also changed your status automatically. Really, it means you yourself are a solutions provider. So on one level, the Holy Ghost is a solutions provider, and we can always lean on Him and receive help from Him to experience the solutions we need in life. But on another level, because He dwells in us, as we receive from him, not only can we receive solutions for our own lives, we can even, by the help of the Holy Spirit, um, bring about solutions to other people and bring about solutions to our world. That was the testimony of men like Joseph in the Bible. 
and everybody recognized was the Spirit of God at work in him. He brought about the solutions um, to Egypt and the world at large in his time. That was the same story with Daniel. And I'm telling you, child of God, as you key into these things we are teaching, you can be that kind of person. Whether it's on a personal level or a, a church level or an organizational level, the company you work for, the business um, you are doing, or a family level, or even a national and a global level, God can, through you, bring about solutions. Hallelujah. You ought to be excited about that. Look, I was thinking about this story in the course of the week. Um, in, in the course of the broadcast we're having with Dr. K and Pastor May, I, I actually think it was even Pastor May that was going further in the teaching. In those days when Samaria was shut up and the prophet Elisha came and said, by this time tomorrow everything will have turned around, the people that God used to bring about the solutions were four lepers. Four lepers that were outcasts. They were not even in the city. They did not even hear the prophecy. They just made a bold move that, look, there's no, whether we go into the city or we go to the enemy's camp, I mean, <laughs> we, are, we have nothing to lose. And the Bible said as they marched towards the camp of the enemy, God was amplifying the, their footsteps. And that's how God delivered an entire nation. So in the same vein, you need to understand that God can, through you, bring about solutions to your world. And we're going to talk about that. So um, we, we are starting this teaching today. We've themed it solutions everywhere. I want you to declare right where you are, there are solutions everywhere. All around me, there are solutions. I don't see just problems. I understand that to every problem, there is a solution. To every lock, there is a key. Hallelujah. And as we've said, the manifestation of the problem itself is evidence that the solution is just around the corner. Hallelujah. And specifically, what I want to be sharing with you are strategic keys to reigning in life for the redeemed. This is Easter season. We're going to be celebrating um, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only did he die, he rose up again. And when he rose up, he raised us up together with him. We are the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. And my Bible declares, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory be to God. I want to start from Jeremiah 29 this morning. In the few minutes I, I have left, um, just um, laying a bit of foundation there. Jeremiah 29, if you read from verses 11 to 14, because of time I only focus on verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God wants to give me a future and a hope. I mean, you need to personalize that promise. Hallelujah. So I want to pick out a few things from that text. Number one, God's plans are perfectly intact. Glory, glory be to God. Pastor Ida and Pastor Tola said this a moment ago. It doesn't matter what has happened in the first quarter. If God told you 2020 is your year of laughter, that plan has not changed. If God told you it's your year of amazing exploits, that plan hasn't changed. The plans of God are perfectly intact, even though yours, your own plans may have been affected by all the coronavirus and COVID-19 crisis going all over the world. But bless God, the plans of God can never be affected, at least negatively. Glory be to God. Secondly, please note this very carefully. God has a plan for you in this season. 
Oh, that's so vital for you to understand. When, when you read scriptures like this, you've got to learn to personalize them. God has plans for you in this season, and God has plans for this season. Like we said last week, God saw this thing coming. And even though God is not the author of COVID-19 or coronavirus sickness and disease, we know that's the work of the devil. He's the one that comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. God saw what the devil was scheming. And this is what God does. He uses what the enemy intended for evil for good. So God saw when Satan was planning to crucify Jesus. Pastor Hinder mentioned that a moment ago. And even in that scheme, God used it to bring about his own glory. And that's what you need to understand. For God to have allowed this thing to come at this time, God intends to use it for his glory. You see, context is very important in that scripture we read. And if you read the whole chapter, you'll get a picture of what was going on. Um, the children of Israel were in a backsliding state. They were no longer worshipping God like they ought to. This was the Old Testament, of course. And God brought judgment on them. Now, we know God, our own judgment has been put on Jesus Christ. So, it's not like God is bringing coronavirus to judge Christians or the world. And I don't think this is the time for the judgment of the world. We are still in a season of grace. So, in that sense, it's not exactly the same parallel. But there are many lessons we can learn from that Jeremiah 29 story. So, they, they were backsliding. And the judgment that God brought on them was that their enemies would defeat them in battle. And that's what was happening here. Nebuchadnezzar had besieged the city and was going to um, take them into captivity. Of course, there were some other prophets in the land saying, ah, no, we are still going to win the battle. And that's what I want you to catch in the story. Even in God bringing judgment against the nation of Israel at that time, he still had a plan for them. Even in their backsliding state, he still had a plan for them. Even though what was going to happen was going to have a lot of adverse consequences, God still had a plan. And it was during this season that people like Daniel shut up and began to excel. So I'm telling you, child of God, no matter what the devil has planned or what's going on around you, God has a plan for you in this season. And that plan is for you to reign in life. Romans chapter 5 talks about that. We're going to get into that um, later in the course of this teaching. But God has a plan for you in this season. And that's what you, are, you now need to learn to key into. Hallelujah. So another thing I want to point out at this time is this. He said, I have a plan for you in this season. And that's why you need to be strategic. We, we, we theme this teaching, strategic keys to reigning in life. You, you have to be strategic. What, what does it mean to be strategic? This is how the dictionary defines the word to be strategic. It means a plan. A plan or a method or a series of maneuvers towards obtaining a specific goal or result. Hallelujah. A plan. So when God said, I, have a, I know the thoughts I think towards you, I know the plans I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, God is telling us at times like this, we ought to be strategic. And I want to tell that to every believer here. You, you need to be spiritually strategic. Pastor, what do you mean? Uh, let, let me tell you another story. Remember when Angel Gabriel came to meet Mary, and he told her, oh, you are highly favored among women. Through you, God is going to give birth to the Messiah. A question is, how is this going to happen? Luke chapter 1 from verse 34. 
How is this going to happen since I don't know a man? She asked. Watch the response of Gabriel again. Verse 35 of Luke chapter 1. The angel answered her and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that only one that shall be born will be called the Son of God. That was the strategy. You are going to allow the power of God or the power of God is going to come upon you. So for Mary in that season of her life, being anointed and being full of the Holy Spirit and being overshadowed by the power of God was a strategy. It wasn't just about having some goosebumps all over your body or feeling good about yourself or just speaking in tongues or, or shouting or dancing. No. You know, sometimes, sometimes some people just don't really maximize what it means to be anointed. That was the plan. There was no way Mary could have given back to Jesus if he wasn't anointed for it. There was no way. So Gabriel told her, this is the plan. The power of God is going to come upon you. You are going to be anointed specially for this. And Mary walked in that anointing all through that season. Glory be to God. So God is telling us in, through Jeremiah 29, there's a plan for this season. There are specific plans, there are specific keys, there are specific secrets for every single one. And that's what we all have to learn to receive. And I'm going to be sharing some of them with us in the course of this teaching. Let me take you also to Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus was having a discussion with his disciples. And he asked them, who do people say I am? And they kept saying different things. And eventually, Simon Peter got up in verse 17 and said, um, um, I mean, before verse 17, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bajona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this thing to you. I want to emphasize that these things have to be revealed to us. Like Angel Gabriel revealed to Mary that you are going to be anointed. You are going to carry the power of God. You are going to be overshadowed by the power of the Most High. It, this thing was not revealed to you. Hallelujah. Verse 18, please watch this very carefully. And I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock, please watch what's going on in our world right now and how we are going to deal with it. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's very instructive. COVID-19 is prevailing against the world right now. Coronavirus is prevailing against it from the gates of hell. But there's a way to deal with it. Hallelujah. There are strategic secrets or keys that you can reign over COVID-19. Jesus is revealing one of them here. Building the church of God. That's what God is doing. God is building his church in this season. And anyone that will align with that strategy, you will just find out you are far above COVID-19. Hallelujah. It's a strategy. I will build my church. See, I'm telling you this season, you need to be strategic. You need, you need to be anointed. Glory be to God. That's how you'll be able to do impossible things. Anointed by strategy. What is my plan to overcome COVID-19? I'm going to stay in the anointing. That, by the way, that's a very powerful, safe place. We talked about that last month. Number two, strategically, I'm going to be building the church. I'm going to be involved in building the church. That's why I read that scripture in Agai to you. Whether it's through my finances or through connecting to church services, or, or through praying with other believers. I'm going to get involved in what God is doing in the church. Why? The Bible declares, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church that God is building. Hallelujah. 
Let me move on because of time here. Look at verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That's what we want to get. When you are involved in the building of the church with Jesus, when you are positioned to receive revelation, this is what will happen. Keys will be given to you. Strategic keys by the Spirit of God. God will show you how you can be anointed, why you should be anointed, and how you can stay anointed. While everybody is afraid and running up and down the place, you will just find out that by the anointing of God, you are at peace. Hallelujah. You know how you can get involved with what God is doing in his church. Because I'm telling you, God is doing something in this season. He's using this season for his glory. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I was thinking about that. You know, um, all this COVID-19 virus, there are some nations that seem to have handled it better than other nations. Nations like China and South Korea. And all the other nations that are struggling, they are trying to find the keys that China used. What did China do? What did South Korea do to be able to flatten the curve or reduce the steep of the curve? They are looking for their keys. Some nations don't have those keys. They are struggling. Thousands of people are dying day after day. Glory be to God. I will give you the keys of there's something happening in heaven. There's no COVID-19 in heaven. There's no coronavirus in heaven. There's no economic paralysis in heaven. I will give you the keys they are using. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Hallelujah. Lift your hands where you are for a moment and just pray to God. Lord, give me keys. Give me keys. Strategic keys that will help me to reign. That will help my family to reign. That will help my marriage to reign. That will help my business, my career in this difficult time. Give me keys. Give me keys. Give me keys that will help me to, to bring about the impossible like Mary. Mary, how are you going to give birth to, to the Christ, to the Messiah? I will, I will give you a strategy. You will be anointed. Come on, pray right where you are. I ask God to reveal keys to you. Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood. No one can reveal these things to you. Flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. And on revelation, this rock, that's what Jesus meant by revelation. On revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail. Come on, for one more minute, right where you are, pray for keys. Pray for secrets. Secrets that will enable you to reign in this season. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Just like Jesus has been raised up far above sin and death. You have also been raised up. You are far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. You are called to reign. You are destined to reign and you shall reign in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift those hands. Pray for God. Pray to God. One minute. Keys. Keys. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Shatayada Brasa. Keys that will make me to bind on earth and heaven will back me up. Keys that will make me to lose on earth and heaven will back me up. Hallelujah. And if you've listened um, to what I briefly shared already, I've already dropped some keys that you can apply. L let me close with one specific key that God told me to share with you. Um, as we close the service today, as we start bringing the service to a close. And this is what we're going to be doing all through this month. Because these keys that God gave us, they are the solutions to the problems we are facing. Or, I will say it this way, as we apply the keys, we will come 
into contact with the solutions we want to see. Problems are like locks. But bless God, to every lock, there is a key. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is Easter season. And if there's anything, we talk about Jesus being our Lord and our Savior. And I want to talk to you briefly about that. Um, Proverbs 18.10, this is a scripture we've been using a lot in this season. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The righteous run into the name. And I, I want to talk to you briefly about what the name of the Lord is. On one level, it is Jesus calling the name of Jesus. And when you do that, you are obviously calling the name of the Lord. But please catch this key this morning and lay hold on this revelation. God told me to share it with you. When we say the name of the Lord, we are not just referring to the giving names like Jesus. We are also referring to who he is to us. Who he is to us. Um, Isaiah 9, 6 paints that out very carefully. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Watch this carefully. And his name. So we are talking about his name. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Notice there, they were not, when they said the name of the Lord, they were not referring to his given name. They were referring to who he is to us. We sang today, is a wonderful wonder. What, what, that, that's his name. That's what he used to do. He's a God of wonders. He's our counselor. He's our mighty God. He's our everlasting father. It's his name. It's speaking of what he does. Not necessarily his giving name when he was being baptized or his naming ceremony, which is what Jesus is. And that is also a part of his name. Nothing wrong with calling the name of Jesus when you're in trouble. And you should know how to do that. I've shared that with us a lot in church. Sometimes you don't know what else to do. Just call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And you see salvation showing up for you. But then there's this other dimension of the name that refers to who he is to us. And you need to understand how that applies. Because when he says the righteous run into the name, it means something. Glory be to God. And two names that I want you to hold on to this season, and God told me this will be vital keys for you, particularly this resurrection season, is number one, his name as your savior. You need to know what that is. And no matter the news you are hearing, you can run into Jesus as my savior. He has saved me from coronavirus. I will not be a victim of this virus or the consequences of this virus. And please understand for most people, it's not really that they're going to contact the virus. In fact, more people are getting healed that have contacted the virus than the people that are succumbing to it. For the larger part of the world, it's the consequences of this season, the, the economic challenges, the pressure is putting on families. But you can run into the name of Jesus as your savior. He died for me. He shed his blood for me. He resurrected for me. And you understand that that's what Jesus did for me. And you run into that place of safety. And another one is our Lord or our master. And I want to emphasize that. Because I talked about this briefly in the previous teachings. As I, as I close this morning. He is our master. He is our master. 
And that means he will give you instructions. He will give you instructions in this season. Those instructions are your keys. It's not a matter of I take it or I leave it. He will give you instructions in this season. He is your master. That's what he does for you. So your, your walk with God this season is not just about doing what you like. No, you must listen to what he's telling you to do. And you must apply yourself to doing those things. He is your master. He is your Lord. He should be able to tell you do this and you do it. That is your strategy for this season. That's your safe place for this season. And like we said in the previous teachings we've had along this line, that's what Noah did. I'm going to read Noah's testimony to you today as I close this morning. Glory be to God. Genesis 6.22 Noah did, thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Building that ark was not a suggestion. When God told him, Noah built the ark, it was his master telling him what to do. And he spent the next hundred years of his life. Please, that is very instructive. Obeying his master. And that was his strategy. Strategy to overcome the challenge that hit the world in his day. Glory be to God. So when we talk about the name of the Lord, know that number one is your savior. Number two is your master. What is he telling you to do? What has he been telling you this season? Some of us may not, may not have been listening. But bless God, God is still speaking to you. And if you will hear your master's voice, if you will hear his instructions, I'm telling you, you are going to reign in this season. You will reign over all the crises in this world. And that's how to run into his name. Hallelujah. And that's how you will be shielded from the harm that is coming. Lift those hands again this morning. Father, we give you praise. Begin to call him Lord and Master. Begin to call him Savior. You are my Master. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Oh, thank you, Lord. I am safe from the evil that is plaguing the world in my day because of what you did on Calvary, because of your body that was broken, because of your blood that was shed. I am safe from coronavirus. You are my Savior. I run into your name. But not only are you my savior, you are my master. My ears are open to what you are telling me to do this season. And like Noah, I am committing myself to your plan for my life in this season. If what you are telling me to do is to build the ark, it's not a suggestion. I am obeying it like a Lord is speaking to his subject. And I'm devoting myself to the building of that ark. <laughs> I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the coronavirus released from hell, shall not prevail against it. He is our master. Hallelujah. He is our master. And as we listen to his voice and listen to his commandments, we experience safety. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Thank him for the word this morning. Bless his name right where you are. Come on, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you for your word. And we thank you because as we hear your voice and obey your commandments, we see solutions. 
solutions everywhere in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to shout aloud hallelujah right where you are. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.